episode 11. I'm your host, Fredo, joined by my co-host, Eddie, and we're here to talk about wrestling. As usual, we're going to start things off on Monday Night Raw, of course, with our new Universal Champion. Roman Reigns had to come out, talk his shit a little bit to be interrupted by Braun, which is basically, I don't know, man, like, I don't feel Roman's in the right in this situation, you know, with the whole... I mean, I get the background of it. You know, they're trying their damnedest to get Reigns over cheered by any fucking means now that they got the Shield reunion jumping. But, I mean, like Brian pointed out, like, you know, you needed your voice, obviously, when I came calling last week. So it's like, yeah, like, you're already looking funny as our champion. Yeah, granted, you're here to to perform every week and to defend every week, but it's like, yeah, don't really understand all that. Then, what, you had Dolphin McIntyre come out. Talk yeah. their little shit to set up a tag match for uh, later on in the night. Uh, what was your take about the whole little that whole little segment though? Uh I thought it was dope. I thought uh, Braun coming out and pretty much I don't know. Roman looks scared to me. Roman don't want it. <laughs> okay, at least I'm not alone in that. Like, yeah, you look kind of shaky in the light a little bit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, obviously, they're gonna do everything to protect them. Yeah, they're not gonna fuck up the cash cow. The, you know, the merch seller. Uh, but Oh, yeah, speaking on that, supposedly he surpassed Cena recently, I guess. He's the top merchandise pusher, I guess, in WWE right now. Like, who the fuck is buying this shit? I want to know. I know one person personally that's recently bought a Roman Reigns shirt, but, like, no, seriously, who the hell else is buying all this, this man's merch? Oh, there's a whole section of Twitter for Roman, so <laughs> chill out. Well, but anyways. Yeah. You know, they're going to they're gonna push the merch seller and. Yeah, you're you're right. You know, you had to have the shield come out and help you because you didn't want it from Braun at all. At all, want the hands. And I personally think, you know, Dolph, uh, Dolph McIntyre and Braun got together like, hey, let's set this shit up for tonight. We're gonna set up Roman. Like that's that's kind of like how I kind of felt about it. Like, what are they even coming out for? Yeah, because it was kind of, I mean, I, I guess, like, it, it struck me a little weird. I, it was cool, but I'm like, it's kind of odd that the heels are stepping up challenging because when the fuck does the heels kind of do that kind of shit? Normally, it's the baby faces always, you know, setting out the challenge. So that was kind of weird to me, at least. So, yeah, I was kind of like, hmm. And then, you know, the show goes on. Then we get, you know, Seth Rollins out out there talking just to be interrupted by Kevin Owens. So no, he, he wasn't interrupted. He called. He said, oh, he called him he out. Said, like he said anybody wants to come out and challenge for my yeah, title. Oh which, yeah, true. Which true. which I which I found was dope. I was like, okay. He says he's that's the one thing I will give them that this whole workhorse angle that they're going with. Like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. If that means every week we're gonna have these open you know challenges and shit. Hey, cool. That's gonna bring more interest because the matches are gonna mean something. If 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 I'm not mistaken, Adam Cole's like, I don't know, Seth. This is the last time you did this. You lost your belt. <laughs> I started laughing like, yeah, Seth. You might not want to keep giving out these open challenges. Man, somebody's gonna come out ready for you. But yeah, I stand corrected. He uh, had the o- the open challenge to uh, be answered by Kevin Owens, and like he was saying, he ain't leaving Toronto without a championship. And I mean, the match was pretty quick. How how did you feel about the uh, the match and the length of it? It was quick, but I felt like it was a it was they had enough good spots in that in that little bit of time to really make it a good match for for a quick match. I felt like it was a top notch little little match like it wasn't it w- I, I would have liked it obviously longer but they did enough for me to be impressed with in that little bit of time yeah for a Monday Night Raw match I, I couldn't complain at all like yeah that's the kind of shit I want to see when I tune in you know what I mean especially given the talent roster that you guys have like yeah this is the kind of shit I expect to see and then so I can't complain I don't know if you saw that spot where Kevin Owens thought he was fucking ricochet he jumps up from the second rope Turns around, jumps up to the third rope, and then does a backflip off the top rope. Like, okay, Kevin, I understand. You know, you're out here trying to prove yourself. But I was like, man, we don't need you injured, dog. Oh, you're trying to show out, man. <laughs> he tried to show out. And then uh, I liked how when he came to the ring, he was talking in uh, French. Like, you know, how yeah, Canadians yeah, do. Yeah. I was like, okay. He's like, you wouldn't have understood that, Seth. He's like, but anyways, he just kept coming down to the ring. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, I, I thought it was a dope little segment. Yeah, and then it ended uh, ended with the curb stomp. Seth picks up the win, and then, you know, KO's just distraught. 
come back. What was it from commercial or some other yeah, shit? Yeah, it came back from commercial. Just in the ring, talking about he hasn't left since the end of the match, and he was just sitting there looking distraught and mutters out, I quit, and just throws the mic down and leaves. Now, in one sense, storyline-wise, I guess, you know, it, the excuse is there. He has been on a downturn since he's been brought back to Raw, so despite the quality of matches he's had and shit like that and the cool spots that he's taken or whatever over the past couple months with Braun, his he ain't really shit been shaking. So from the storyline, yeah, I can see the point of it, so I have no complaint on that. But... On the behind the scenes uh, type of on the type of tip of that, you know, it's like maybe it's because they just don't have nothing. Maybe it's just he was due for vacation or some shit at the right time. Like, yo, we don't have nothing going right now. You need some time off. Shit, maybe Sammy's recovery's not that far off. Maybe yo, you can come back with him because how he was mentioning in that promo about having his best friend there. So I mean, that's just my little take on it. But how do you feel about it? About him quitting? Uh, I thought it was exactly what you said. They, you know, he's going to take a little time off. Creative does obviously doesn't have nothing for him because they're pushing Roman and they're pushing Braun. They don't have nothing for him. You already got Seth, who's the workhorse, guys inter, uh, intercontinental. So it's like perfect. He just mentioned Sammy. Hopefully Sammy comes back as El Generico. That would be nice. <laughs> Yo, you've been set on that for a while. I really wonder, though, if WWE would just say, fuck it, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, it's, I mean, I do wonder if they will ever let that shit happen. I mean, besides him just being Sammy Zayn while he's there. But, I mean, who knows? But, uh, yeah, I think uh, it was a perfect way to you know, get him out of there real quick because obviously he's pissed off. And I don't blame him, though. Like, you were the fucking man before you came over. Then you go to NXT. Then you're the man there. And it's like, okay, you come to the main roster, you end up getting the Universal. And you've been pretty much floundering ever since. See, this is where I feel like the, the roster problem, well, the roster becomes a problem. Like, there's so much talent on Raw, and I think that's where Vince needs to chill when it comes to these superstar shakeups or drafts or, you know, whatever the fuck they end up calling them, you know, as the time goes on. But you got to chill with bringing over all the top talent because now you got all these people and what happens with them you can't do everything with everybody at the same time you only have a certain amount of championships you don't want to oversaturate shit by adding extra championships so it's just kind of like you know you're kind of set on the course that you're set on but maybe the next superstar shakeup, maybe let smackdown get a couple people hell i don't even know if it's gonna take you to send maybe a couple people to nxt i don't know i don't know but like something needs to happen to where you need to stop dragging so much top talent to raw just to not really have shit to do with Kevin Owens like you just said man there's no damn reason he ain't in the main title picture even though we see why you know Brock just exiting now Roman's the focus bronze in the picture but I mean like damn you know like he shouldn't be this far off for so long I feel and I don't know if, if I was Triple H I'd just be pissed like yeah I built this monster NXT just for you guys to really shit on him on the main roster I think Hunter's used to the shit by now. He should see what happens to a majority of his talent that he has as monsters in NXT. And once they get called up, it's like, what the fuck? You know, only person off the top of my head that I can think of right now that's looking decent out here that got called up recently is Andrade. To where he's actually picking up consecutive wins. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, compared to everybody else, Andrade is the only one that's really looking good out there on the main roster. AOP fucking sanity you know what i mean like ain't too much really going in their favor yeah they had their wins here and there and shit but ain't it ain't leading to nothing i'm 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 literally like trying to like rack my brain right now and like yeah you really can't say that about finn i guess seth is an old nxt guy but he's been on the main roster for years so it's not like a recent call-up so yeah like yeah. M- most of the recent call-ups are getting even oscars fuck not even on television yeah, and and that's the clear-cut sign that they don't have nothing for her. Like, you don't even have her on television right now. You don't know what the hell you're doing with her. She was perfectly fine in NXT. Y'all didn't even have to run the injury angle. We could have, not to sound rude, but we could have been spared the Ember Moon title reign because, to me, it didn't really do nothing for me. I was already ready by the time she defended it at the takeover. I was already ready for a new champion and shit, so... To me, we could have just bypassed all that, had her reign go more, and she still could have been dominating down there. And then now, after all this extra shit's done happen, maybe now. 
and, could be the time that y'all could have brought her up. And 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 the WWE wonders why there's so many fucking rumors of people wanting to leave, and you got Neville leaving and shit. Like you understand, like you know what I'm saying, like why why am I gonna leave this lavish life I'm living in another promotion where I'm the champ? You know what I'm saying? I'm getting the W's. I'm getting the basically probably one of the highest paid people there. And it's like, why am I going to leave the WWE for good money? But it's like, I'm just floundering. Yeah, you're floundering and you're giving up a lot of different shit, obviously, and, and, creative being one of them. And, you know? and you're wasting your, your prime on some, what am I doing tonight? Like, am I even on television? See, that's why I don't blame the younger guys for wanting to do the indie shit and get, and get their rank up and get their name out there by doing, you know, traveling the globe and shit. I don't knock them for that, but... I feel like at a certain age, especially depending on what kind of style you wrestle, you got to take your chance in WWE like you deserve it. You know, especially if they come knocking at your door and it's not the other way around. Perfect example being the elite and, and, and the Bullet Club guys, you know, like Cody, basically how he's how we mentioned and touched on last week. I know we're trailing off on subject here, but it's been a light week. So, hey, fuck it. But, you know, last week we touched on Cody and how he said that, um, Basically, he's not sure that he would go back to WWE. He's gotten too used to not take having to take direction from people. See, I feel like, yeah, you've done your thing now. Okay, we got the thing going in, uh, going on tomorrow with All In. How he's gonna be, you know, facing the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis. So I mean, who Still knows? Excited for that. Yeah, match. I'm excited for that shit. And, uh, and uh, depending on how that match goes, because I have a theory on that, but I'll save it for, I guess, when we talk about All In on the next episode. But depending on how that plays out, like, say, okay, we'll go this way with it. Like, say he doesn't win. They have a great match or whatever. He doesn't win. All this retains. You done advanced yourself so much on your own. What would be the drawback of you going back to WWE? You're bringing your fans back to the WWE, and WWE can't treat you any different just because, what, you're one of their ex-guys? They got to give you the same respect that they're going to give Kenny when they, when he comes. They got to give you the same respect. It's going to be right back to Stardust. That's what I'm saying. They can't. Like, literally, they can't. Like, I, I'm not super, like, a super mark for him, but, like, you cannot deny what that man's done since he's left. Despite the little, you know, cocky, annoying shit that he was doing for that little bit on Twitter and shit, other than that, you cannot deny anything that he's done. Like, he's reinvented himself. He's made himself relevant. He's made himself bigger than anything WWE would have done with him if he had not left the company. So I just feel like depending on how the shit rolls out with the all-in match, if it doesn't go in his favor, I feel like he should take that chance along with the Bullet Club guys. You guys done did your shit all over the globe. You guys done racked up your championships. You guys conquered everywhere else but WWE, and, and that can kind of be said for Cody in a sense because, yeah, you were there. You've won your championships there. But you ain't never done anything really to cement your legacy in that federation. Yeah. So I just feel like they all need to take a chance. I mean, the younger guys, of course, you know, get your exposure. Go to any promotion that's willing to book you. Put on fucking hell of a match with whoever that's up and coming at that time with you. But at some certain point in age, I feel like, and in your career, this is coming from a guy that's never wrestled, but this is just my honest opinion. I do feel like WWE at some point needs to be on your radar. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like some people don't need to go to WWE at all, or do you feel like that's just, you got to do it at some point? Uh, the, the the way the landscape is now, you don't need to ever step foot in the WWE to be a legend. That's you don't true. ever have to. Uh, Kenny Omega is, I, th- I think they just came out with the PWI, I think he's ranked number one. Yeah. that The best wrestler in the world, he's not even in the WWE. So that just fucking proves it. And and don't get me wrong, I want to see Kenny Omega. I want to see the Bucks. I want to see you know, Cody back in the WWE. But they don't have to. They don't. And, yeah, and they don't. And I, and I agree and I understand that. But it, it just would be nice. You guys do it, what you do. And there's only so much you can do. Same way in WWE, there's only so much you can do there. So it's like, what else is next? Unless you're just going to wear out your welcome like a lot of guys do. So, so is Kenny Whooping Braun? No, but it would be a great fucking match. Like I just, I just feel like it would be a great match. So he can't get the main strap, huh? So Braun has the strap, he's not getting it. The universal. And that no, I, I have to say no, but that's because the way of the booking. You know, they've legit made a monster, a convincing monster. And what can you do with that? What can you do? This is not some big slow guy from back in the day, like how Big Show used to be. You know, where oh, all you got to do is use your speed and you can go for his legs and 
yeah, I mean, he can still go for his legs, but Brian is a different animal, you know what I mean? So I, that's why I would have to say no. They legit built built a monster, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah, so. Uh, so why the fuck would he come? If I can't have the Universal, why would I come? Because there's a, also a WWE championship. I don't want that shit. I want, the, I want the most prestigious title. Oh, that's what WWE says, but we all know that that's not what the fact is. That's why I'm happy AJ's WWE champion. I don't want him as a universal champion. That sh- championship means literally shit to me. You guys are at the bottom rung starting it up now because the shit happened with Finn. Okay, you had KO as champ. You had Seth as champ. And then the Brock shit just ran it into the fucking mud. So in my opinion, you guys are starting off at tier one now trying to rebuild this fucking legacy. Yeah, R- Roman brings this it tier five. Huh? Tier, Roman brings it tier five. Oh, man. So much prestige to that belt because Roman has it. I don't know, man. The only thing that's going good for him, in my opinion, that I can say honestly about him is I'm really digging the open shit that, like, you know, just like he's copying off Seth with that, I I dig it. At least you're here to prove a point. I'm here every week. This championship can be defended whenever I feel like stepping up and being nice. You know, it's not like you got to wait six months to see the next time I'm going to defend the shit. So that's the only positive thing I can really say. The crowd's still chanting, you know, you suck, you still suck. So, I mean, it's not just how I feel about shit. It's obviously other people being vocal while they're there. The majority of the WWE universe. Man. But, uh, yeah, moving on, though, Strowman uh, ends up telling Corbin, you know, he's cashing in at Hell in a Cell, which is kind of cool, I guess, but which makes me kind of worry leading into the events that ended up capping off the night, but just where we're at right now, yeah. How do you feel about um, taking away the allure of the mystery of when it's going to happen? It works perfect with... Uh, it works perfect with Braun, but for anybody else, this would totally fucking ruin money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not mad at it, but I do just kind of be like, what's the point then? This is just something he could have just defeated people... You know, especially if you guys were going to have him in the title picture regardless, you could have gave this case to somebody else that maybe could have deserved it and had a great moment at some point in time, whether it's this year or in 2019. You know, somebody could have had a great moment instead of giving it to somebody that's going to be there regardless, I feel. And that's not even a knock at Brown because obviously I fuck with him, but it just makes me kind of question it. Yeah, uh, but he can get away with it, so I'm not too mad at it. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, we're looking forward to the match. You know, I mean, I I am. This is actually the first Roman match, I think, besides what the AJ one, I think, maybe, that I am like, okay, actually looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to actually be there to watch it. But, yeah, so that ends up happening. Then there's another promo. The boy Elias comes out to do his thing. What does WWE stand for? <laughs> Walk with Elias. Uh, I thought... I thought it was dope because he was playing the guitar and it actually kind of sounded good. He and... really does this shit. It's yeah. not it's not a gimmick for real. Like he really fucks with the guitar. I, I I love that shit about his character. So it's like, yeah, you go ahead and yeah. I mean, he he got his little guitar solo off and then uh, he does it in every town. He you know gets that cheap cheap boo with the talking about the town. Yeah, but wrong town, and he's in Toronto. So Trish Stratus comes out <laughs> and she's like. Uh, I said, I need you to turn your cell phone off. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And Elias shuts your mouth. Or however Elias has his little little shtick. But it was just funny to me. Like, yeah, she used it against you and played you. Yeah, I, th- I, thought it, I thought it was cool. The only thing I just thought it was a little overdoing with the cheap, you know, hometown pops. Yeah, we know, we know. The only person I've ever gave that pass to is Mick Foley. Where he's always like bringing up the city that they're in, like he's the only person because he legit was like making it obvious he's doing it for the Jeep pop. But like I just felt like she kind of overdid it. But like I, other than that, I had no problem with it. Like I thought it was you know, you know yeah to be in Toronto if you're gonna have anybody do an interruption with you know or not interruption but interaction with Elias. Yeah, I guess I'd go with Trish Stratus too. And obviously it led to some evolution, interview yeah. hype and stuff like that. Yeah. So. You know, I perfect little segment. I I felt like it was pretty decent for Raw. And then what? Uh, Alicia Fox faced who? Uh, Billy Kay? No, she's no, on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? I'm forgetting. 
Yeah, because I, I breezed through it. I just I ended up missing most of the match, but I ended up I remember seeing Alexa Bliss coming out with Alicia Fox, and I, I forget who she was gonna end up facing. But anyways, ended up le- it was Natalia. Yeah, it was Natalia. I yeah. believe she beat her in the middle yeah. of the yeah, ring. Yeah, it was Natalia. You know, another hometown, you know, type pop or whatever. So I mean, yeah, she got the Natalia picked up the win that ended up leading to a backstage segment with the Bella Twins. I guess they're returning to action. <laughs> Oh my God! How how do you feel about this? Do we does does the women's division, regardless of the brand in WWE, does the women's division need the Bella Twins in 2018 and going forward? Do we need them at all, or do they have a place? <clears throat> I mean, you know, I don't want to be too controversial, but I think we know why they're in the position that they're in. And the women's division has developed too much for them to even be around, right? Like not not to be an a hole or nothing, but no, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like I've the that shits came way too far to go back to to them. Like you know, like to me, without elaborating too much on it, like yeah, we all have our ideal of why the, they were in the positions they were in while they were on TV every damn week. But it's like, you guys weren't that great at wrestling. Your fucking acting now on screen is damn near cringeworthy. So it's just like, you guys kind of just need to fade and just let it go. Like, there's people way more superior than you. I don't want to see the Bella Twins mix it up with any of the new women that's on the roster right now. Whether it's Alexa, whether it's anybody. I don't even want to see them rehash some shit with Mickey. I don't want to see none of that shit. Like, I don't want to see a be- like the Bellas in the ring at all. Like, that's just, and that's, I don't want to come off too harsh, but that's just literally my opinion about them. Like, they never did it for me. I really hated the women's division back when they were actually active and being champions. I hated it. Like, it was just a real downtime for the women, I feel like, in WWE at that time. And like we already said, like, this came too far. You know, we got too many great competitors in the women's division for it to go back to the focus being on them somehow. Can any of them, can either one of the twins be Asuka? Hell no. What about Carmella? Of course, yeah. Like, anybody anybody is better than Carmella, dude. Like, I, if we have to really split hairs on that one, like, yes, I'm rolling with the Bellas. If I got to pick between the Bellas and Carmella, yes. She's growing on me. I'm actually. She's growing on me. I mean, I guess. I mean, with the snotty fucking, you know, gimmick that she got. Okay, I guess. I dig it. You fit it. You put it off well. Like, you know, I have no complaints about it. But your ring work is the deal breaker for me the constant screeching and shit and we'll get into that in a minute but yeah um uh, basically yeah I, I i don't feel like there's a need though for it we're gonna end up having it they're obviously gonna be around for the evolution pay-per-view and shit so we'll end up talking about their match next week uh the dolph drew and uh reigns and Strowman match you know typical tag match main event typical tag match and uh at during some point during the match, Braun ends up, I guess you want to call it turning heel. Braun can't turn heel. That's what I'm saying. I'm confused about like I don't look at him as a heel at all because he let Roman get beat up and all that shit. Like I don't none of that made it. It was just like, just part of his game plan, right? Yes, you, I feel you're about you're it. weakening Roman up for hell in a cell. And then plus, you know, with the shield being back, you gotta even the odds a little bit and give him some teammates. So I mean, I guess it makes sense, but like yeah, I don't look at him as a heel whatsoever. It's impossible for him to be a heel. I don't care what anybody says. He's getting cheered. Yeah, and that's the question I was gonna ask you. Is he gonna get the booze that WWE's looking for, or regardless of what they have him say or do, or do you think it's just still gonna be cheering going on? As long as he's face as long as he's facing Roman, he's never gonna get a boo. Fans want Braun over Roman. Yeah. But I don't even think that's debatable. I think you just hear the crowd reaction. Yeah. Yeah, just from yeah, just from these past couple of weeks since he's had the belt, yeah, you could definitely tell. Like, yeah, they're really not. It's they're not even really they're not rocking with Roman like that. Besides, I'm not gonna act like he does it. Yeah, it's not like that, like that. Uh, but shit, switching gears to SmackDown Live on Tuesday, New Day come out and have their five time ceremony, doing their usual spiel, and then out comes King Booker. Returning <laughs> the character, returning to SmackDown, ain't seen him in a minute in that crown and shit. Uh, what was your take on it? I thought it was a little decent comedy. You know, that's when comedy, I guess, can be done right. But uh, what'd you think of it? 
It was cool to see Booker back on, uh, back in the ring. Uh, cause obviously he's been talking about, he's one, he wants, you know, the, he's been getting an itch to wrestle again and this and that. And so, you know, maybe this is some type of way to bring him in. Dip but, his toes in a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having him back on SmackDown. Uh, not full time. Oh yeah, no, no. Don't get me wrong. No, not no full time and and no, you know, fo- main focus for titles or no shit like that. But yeah, I wouldn't mind having him around though for some matches here or there, or maybe a decent feud. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, New Day got their fifth tag team title. Uh, I'm just confused as to now what they're doing with the with the tag, you know, the division now. Yeah, we get a triple threat tag match. I hate triple threat tag matches, man. Unless they're like some form of a tornado match or where every, all everybody's in the ring or one man from each team's in the ring. I don't really dig that two guys and random blind tag. I don't really care for that kind of match. But, yeah, that's what it ended up leading to, though. That's with them being champs. I mean, hey, I guess we got to see the Colognes on TV. It's been a minute. I don't know I don't know if they were injured or, or what. I don't know if they mentioned anything on commentary. But, uh I guess it was cool to see them back on TV, but, you know, you got the bar, you got the club, two other good teams I feel like that should be in contention. So, I mean, I wasn't mad at them because I guess this is one step closer to deciding who's going to be the new challengers for New Day. But, uh, yeah, what did you think about it, though? And, like, with this tag division shit, like... Uh, I'm I'm kind of glad the bar won. Um to me, that's the best best tag team on SmackDown right now is the Bar. Besides the Usos, which where where are the Usos at? Could have had a four four t- four team tag tornado. Something hell yeah! See there you go. But I can't book it, so let's not pay attention to that. But um, <laughs> never mind that. You know I I'm okay with it. I mean, I guess the Bar won. We're one step one step closer to getting the belts off. New day. Yeah, they'll be facing Rusev Day next week, so we'll hopefully they end up taking the win. Or would you like to see Rusev Day get the win and let them get the belts? So is it, it's going to be uh, Rusev and uh, Aiden English. Yeah. So the uh, I'd rather see the bar because they have a better chance of winning. All right, for sure. I can't. I can't disagree with you on that one. I just wanted to see where your head was at on that one. Um. A Daniel Bryan promo ends up turning into a match against Andrade Cien almost, man. And then I got to say, man, I'm really fucking with Andrade since he's been called up. You know, I've already, you know, been a fan of Daniel Bryan. And to me, them, them, their two styles, I think there was like only one botch that kind of bothered me where it was like, you know, how he um, does like a reverse spinning DDT from the middle rope in the corner. And I guess Daniel maybe thought he was going to go just for like a rollover blockbuster, but instead of spinning, but Andrade tried to save it. That was, like, the only little spot to me that, like, kind of was like, damn, they fucked that up. Uh, well, other than that, man. We finally got our spot. Which one? Oh, the rope shit. Yeah, the rope yeah. shit. I was like, fine, finally, Daniel. <laughs> somebody, Daniel's son. Somebody had to do it, shit. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I was not upset with them. I mean, I guess the ending kind of sucked. I mean, but it played its reasons for why it did that. But, I mean, like, other than that, I was, man, I can kind of want to see another match between them if, it, if just with a better ending. Ah. Uh, so now we're looking at Cien Omas's track record. He's wrestled with Daniel Bryan. He's wrestled with AJ. Yep. He's wrestling with the top guys right now. Mm-hmm. They're kind of previewing shit for the future for him. Oh, I think he's going to be in line for a big push in the in the near future. I feel like before before this year's over, I feel like he might they might push the button on him. You know, you got to think this is after the game's going to get released, so they're going to get to do their last little bit of promo with AJ, and it's going to be up in the air after that. Wait, who's getting released? No, like the the game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, yeah. Not like how we say that AJ's not going to drop the championship or whatever. So it's like that'll be far after that. So I mean, I can maybe see, you know, maybe by December, dude. This obviously December is the last fucking chance, but I mean, like by December, I see it possibly being Seeds Planet, if he's not already had a match and ended up losing, but you know, under some weird circumstances. But I see it happening in the future, though, near future. Yeah, I uh. Selena Vega is really annoying, so it's perfect. Yeah, she plays the heel manager role really good. Uh, even with the annoying screeching she does on the ringside, like, hey, if I give Carmella shit about her screeching, like, hey, it's legit an annoying sound. So, I mean, as a manager, yeah, it plays in well with her character. Uh, 
yeah, uh, Carmella versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title. The match was what it was, you know. I mean, I'm not going to say it was bad, but it wasn't nothing spectacular. Where I'm going to be like, make sure you go out of your way this week on some Drake Maverick shit. And make sure you watch this. Like, no. I'm glad at the, I'm happy with the result. Now Carmella's at the back of the line. Her fucking rematch clause is done. You lost. Bye. You're done. The experiment failed. Hopefully we do not see you for at least another year. I'll be polite. At least for another year, we don't see you in the title picture. And now we can maybe move on to some more interesting programs. Obviously, it's going to be the Charlotte Becky shit for now. But uh, how do you feel about the, the, I guess, if you have any takes on the match? But uh, how do you feel about her probably getting taken out of the title picture for the time being? Uh, I thought the match was pretty good especially the way it ended how uh charlotte had her in the figure four and she's in a bridge like that shit just looks so crucial to me every time i see it so so i like i like the the ending of it pretty decent match um yeah i feel bad for carmella because i really don't i feel like that was your 15 minutes of fame and pretty much done for you now like because at some point oscar's got to get on tv and and get the ball rolling on her. Charlotte and Becky might go for more than after this pay per view. Yeah, it has potential, and they and they've always had like the four of them, the four WWE horsewomen. They've always had great matches with each other. So I mean, it's not like we're gonna be in for a fucking suck fest. Like, yeah, we gotta deal with this shit for the next two, three months, possibly. So I mean, we're gonna get some good content out of it, I believe. So, oh, uh, I was. Carmella was slowly growing on me, but now it's like, yeah, she's pretty much done. I hope she's not totally off TV, but, you know. I mean, no, no, she probably won't be off television, but I just want, I mean, and I don't even want her off television. I just wanted her away from the title because that was just a horrible decision. Whoever the fuck pulled the trigger in the back on that one, fuck you, that was dumb. That was an experiment. You wanted to try it, and you could see the reaction on the Internet. So I don't even got to go on a tangent about that shit. Like, you, it's out there. It's common knowledge. But, uh, yeah, now we got we can go to 205 Live later on after SmackDown. Uh, Brian Kendrick versus Akira Tozawa. You know, I'm not too big on Brian Kendrick, but, I mean, the, the match was decent. Yeah, it was a typical, you know. I'm just tired of the same matchups, though. I mean, because, you know, we've done seen this before, especially in the beginning of 205 Live. This match was like every other week, damn near. So, I mean, it was a good match considering, but I mean, shit, after you guys faced each other for so many times, you got to have some decent chemistry at least. Yeah, uh, I'm not too. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, dude, like between a three and a four star, like one to four star, but it wasn't a basic three star. So it was somewhere in between there. Um, to me, it was decent. Uh, Akira Tozawa obviously would get was gonna get the W. Yeah, you know, because yeah, I think he's one of the better cruiserweights on there, or two hundred five livers. Yeah, uh, he really is. So, eh, you know, I was happy with it. wasn't mad about it. Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto. Went went about twenty minutes, over twenty minutes, man. So I wasn't mad at that. I love when they give them, you know, time. We were just talking about that a couple podcasts ago. So yeah, I'm happy that they got their little time in. Wasn't too many fuck ups. I, I thought it was a pretty solid match given the time that they were able to have. I mean, it wasn't no like crazy, super crazy spots that we've might have gotten accustomed to for these big matches that they have on two oh five live, but still all in all a good match. What was your take on it? <clears throat> They need to start weighing Buddy Murphy before every every single time. Make it the gimmick. <laughs> like, come on! Like, why is that not the gimmick right now? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Because it's like he's over two hundred five live. There's, there's no way that man is two hundred five pounds. Okay, bud. <laughs> I've I've seen guys that were two hundred five, and he's not two hundred five. It's got to be at least two twenty five. At least. <laughs> it add a dub to that shit. <laughs> at least add a dub. Fuck man, uh, but you know, I uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, you know, if, if if you can go twenty minutes, that's the type of match length we need for cruiserweight championships on a pay per view pre show. 
Yeah, definitely. You can't shortchange it. It's bad enough that you're going to put it on a pre-show. At least let them rock out a little bit. We don't need to see the same fucking video packages for two hours. Because like we said on the last podcast, when you, if you don't have people watching 205 Live, like that's your one possible way to get them to watch. Yeah, to get the extra eyes on. Don't blow that chance. Yeah, you can't blow that. It's once every, what, once every pay-per-view and on the pre-show. If that. If that. And it's like, you know. A couple pay-per-views, I believe, where the title wasn't even included. You need to make sure that, you know, you do it right. Yeah, that was all. That was basically did it for me on 205 Live. I mean, what, Hideo basically just tortured another jobber. He's got to stop doing that, dude. Poor guy. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm not mad. I mean, I guess it led to Mustafa Ali return, obviously. He's been, like, barely on TV like that. So, I guess he challenged him for a fight. Made the save, yeah. But other than that, it was like it was like, can't say it was a bad episode. Did it end on time? I didn't even pay attention. Uh no, I didn't, I didn't watch it live. So did it end on time? It was only fifty early? minutes. Nah, eh, I guess it's better than just forty-five. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I think it. <laughs> Shit, switching over to Wednesday on NXT. Uh, Keith Lee versus Luke Menzies. I guess he made his debut. A former rugby player. I yeah, guess? former rugby. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see Keith Lee versus uh, somebody, you know, a big dude. You know what I mean? Like, not just somebody that you know he's going to decimate, you know. So, it was kind of cool. Uh, what was your takeaway from the match? I want to know who this fucking Luke Menzies dude is. Buddy swole <laughs> as fuck. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he didn't look like a rugby, rugby player. He looked like a wrestler. That boy was big. <laughs> boy. Uh, but Keith Lee showed out. Uh, trying to do her and Karana's his big ass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a little slop, but hey, man, you oh, even be that damn big to do it, bro. I salute that shit. Like, hey, go I'll, for it. I'll, I'll give him props before I say it was a bad spot. Like, I'll give him props on that one. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. The whole match, he was kept trying to taunt, and it was kept fucking him up. So I guess that's like something to play into later yeah. down on the road. Maybe one of his weaknesses, because yeah. there was always a point in the match where he's trying to taunt and. You know, fucks him over. He ended up picking up the W, another another W since he's been uh, in NXT. Ain't mad at that. I, I'm really wondering where he's going to be slotted, whether it's the main title pitcher or the North American. I'm really curious, though. Either way. I'd, I'd, I'd have him go to a feud straight with uh, Lars right now. Yeah, that could be something. And that could he could possibly... Get dare Lars I over. Say it. Yeah, dare I say it. Get Lars over. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'd be here for that shit. Lars needs something. I mean, wait, he just fucking socked EC3 in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Left him up in the fucking hallway and shit. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> he, he needs hey, something. Hey, Raul Mendoza is in the ring like, why is Lars's music going off? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> He's like, hold on, I thought I was facing EC3. Top one percenter. No, I'm facing some. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> behemoth. Like, yeah, I was fucking tired. Raul just looks so confused. Like, why is his music going on? No, no. Oh man! And then we have what Undisputed Era versus Ricochet and Pete. A whole lot of gold in the ring at one time. Whole lot of gold. Everybody had gold on, besides uh, Adam Cole. Yeah, when he he, he had to tell Kyle O'Reilly he he got this. He yeah. wanted a piece of Ricochet, which I thought was dope. Being a leader, you know, that's another reason why Adam Cole's that man. He ain't, he ain't no <laughs> he ain't no punk. He'll step up to the plate when it's necessary. So yeah, he ended up uh, slotting in for Kyle O'Reilly. So it was him and Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne and Ricochet. What was your takeaway from the match? I'm happy, you know, Kyle doesn't have to take a spot every once in a while. You know, thanks for taking this one out. He was probably right. like, he's like, you know what, Cole, you're good. You yeah, can go in there. I'm tired of, of taking kids. spots. Um, Dope match. I liked uh, when Ricochet went to go dive out the ring and accidentally hit Pete Dunne, and that was pretty much the match after that. So obviously that's going to play into their little rivalry eventually. Uh, obviously, I'm picking Undisputed Era every time to win, so I was happy with the outcome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Adam Cole got his little got over on uh, Ricochet. They beat up Ricochet afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm fucking with it. Yeah, I'm fucking with Undisputed Era, man. That's that's one of my favorite uh, teams going right now. So, yeah, I had no complaints on that. Decent match. Can't get too mad at that. 
shit, a little bit of NXT UK news. I guess Tony Storm was injured at a set of tapings for the show against Rhea Ripley, I believe. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, man, I guess it was taped for the uh, match, the crown, the first NXT UK Women's Champion. I guess the injury occurred there, something with her, like something spinal, I guess. But I guess it's believed to not be so too serious. She sh- The match at uh, Evolution for the Mae Young Classic Finals should still be on. But uh, that's kind of a little scary. You know, they're, these 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 chicks are young, man. It's like I think of someone like Paige, you know, just going through what she went through being so damn young and you got to retire because of a neck injury, you know what I mean? You know, and the, or, or something with your spine even. Like, it, it, y'all got to, you're going all out, but you got to take care of yourselves and be a little easy out there a little bit. It's too young to be calling it a career at 23, 24. That's way too damn young. So, I mean, I'm happy that the, the shit ain't that serious, but kind of like, damn, could have really fucked up the plans for the May Young Classic final. Because what do you do, bring in a loser? You know, to get a redemption shot at the finals. Like, so that would have just kind of fucked off on the pay-per-view a little bit, in my opinion. Well, I don't know. I've heard some spoilers, and I'm really upset. So I don't want to talk about the May Young Classic. Assholes. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I guess just for the last topic of the show, uh, I guess Neville's officially gone from WWE. Somehow, some way, this shit slipped, uh, you know, under the radar. WWE normally tweets out their whole, you know, future endeavor shit nothing they just i guess it was a silent move that was made don't really have clarification on when this happened how it happened yeah you know so i guess it just happened uh they recently moved this page to the alumni section on the website so that really indicates that he's gone i still haven't read or you know came across anything from wwe making official statements so like i said i don't know if he's like fully severed where he can go where he wants or if he still got to do his uh, no compete clause or what but uh, if that is the, you know, if the situation is where he's just clear cut, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, do you think he'll show up at all in tomorrow? I it would be good for me because I want to see if he's in ring shape. Uh but I don't. I highly doubt it. My man's over there eating, drinking tea, and eating crumpets. Like he's not worried about wrestling right now. Like obviously, you don't want to wrestle in WWE. And I don't know, the whole situation just pisses me off. It really like, does, man. It like, really does. Like, I was a big fucking fan of him. Like, a huge Neville Now you're fan. probably going to go to some promotion that I'm not going to be able to fucking watch. So thanks for that. It's going to be some shit that I'm probably not going to have access to like that. Got to fucking scrounge YouTube for clips. And then usually the clips aren't even good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I was, I've been upset and I've been vocal about the shit. I mean... I look at it from all sides. The fan side of me is just annoyed because it's like, dude, you bitched out. You fucking left the company just because you, what, Neville? Or not Neville, but fucking Enzo. He's gone, bro. He's been gone. He's not coming back. Like I said, and I've said it before, I wish he would have the mentality about the cruiserweight division that Marty Scroll had and, that, and the enthusiasm that he fucking had about the junior weight division. Like, that's how the fuck you should be looking at 205 Live. Sorry, it's a different day and age, and I'm not on some Kevin Nash shit acting like, oh, you're a midget, you're never going to be a champion, but you got to see where the hierarchy is in this shit. That was your kingdom, that's where you should have stayed your ass at, and you could have still made 205 Live great. Sorry, you're not going to be the main event at WrestleMania. That's just a given. Sorry. Unless some type of circumstances happen to where there's somebody that you can be booked with, now, if this is the way I'm looking at it, you as a fucking actual person in wrestling, Neville, should be able to notice. So I just, I kind of have a little resentment from the fan side of me, just like you kind of just left motherfuckers hanging for a bitch-ass reason. But then the other side, I guess, is, you know, if you've been doing this for so long, I, I'm not an encyclopedia, I don't know exactly how long Neville's been in it, but I'm sure just like anybody else, same way with end up, uh, the NBA, you're going to want to win something big. You're going to want to be a part of something special. You're not going to just want to keep being a background character. So on the other side, I can see that just being like, I don't got time for this. You know, I could be better used elsewhere, even if that's, you know, in his home country or, you know, wherever, Japan, anywhere, Ring of Honor, anywhere. I mean, I'm pretty sure anywhere he goes, he is going to be slotted to win. I just don't know where that's going to be, but... You know, I'm just really conflicted about it. So, I mean, like, I'm mad that he's leaving WWE and he's gone, but I guess I would like to see him in 
all in because I know for a fact he stayed in shape. Like I know for a fact, you know, you're you're you've been at where you've been at back home, so it's not like you're gonna be, you know, photographing everybody up your ass. So if you were going to gyms to get your training in or whatever, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't be any wise to it. So I feel like he's been staying in shape. He's probably good and ready to go with whoever the hell's ready to book him for his first shit. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's – I don't think they – if he was there, I don't think they would give it away for the free uh, hour. But at some point in the pay-per-view, I think it would be good to see him. And then after that, whatever happens after that, wherever he lands after that, that's on him, I guess. But I guess it would be cool to see him at All In. Speaking of All In, <clears throat> we see a CM Punk sighting since it's in Chicago. My guess is going to be no ever since the Colt Cabana shit came up because Colt's like a part of the, the whole StarCast shit and everything that's been going on, and I believe he's even a, a part of the Battle Royal, I think it is, that's going to be taking place. So just based off their recent new beef and how that's like, you know, on some other shit, I don't see it happening maybe. I would be truly shocked because I guess CM Punk was just supposed to be there at the Pro Wrestling Tees uh, shop to do like, you know, a meet and greet photographs, but supposedly he was not interested in doing shit at all in and that was from uh one of the bucks and i believe cody said it that they you know shot the invite to him about you know doing something with him and he had no interest in wrestling but he was going to do the little meet and greet shit so as far as appearing on television during all in i don't know i mean maybe they could but i just don't see it i'm hoping yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping, but then I don't know, man. I'm losing a little bit of fandom about CM Punk, man. With with his whole everything that's been going on, then this new shit with Colt. I'm not even a big fan of Colt, but I mean, like, how do you do one of your best friends like that? You know what I mean? Like, that's some whole shit to me. You know, you want to preach this holier-than-thou attitude about yourself, but then it's like when you actually get a little bit of knowledge about you, it's like you move funny as hell. You ain't so self-righteous, dude. I mean, okay, yeah, you are straight edge. You got that going, and you are legit on that, but, like, you're not too good of a of a friend, a family member, if you will, because I'm pretty sure you guys have been friends for quite some time. So I'm sure there's some form of brotherhood there. So it's just like, yeah, I guess if I see him, it'll be like, okay, cool, he's there in his hometown, yay. But it's not like I'm going to come away with, like, oh, some excitement for his return to wrestling because at this point in time, I'm not really that interested, and I don't even think it's going to happen. Unless he's just on some Jericho shit where he's really working us to make us feel like it's not no possibilities at all to happen, then bam, he shows up somewhere, you know what I mean? But other than that, I can I can take it or leave it. Uh you got uh Cody taking the belt off out of this? Uh the NWA championship. See now, in a sense, because, I mean, I watched a little bit of the videos uh, that's posted on the NWA uh, YouTube channel. And, you know, they're they trying to do their shit. You know, obviously, ever since Billy Corgan built, uh, bought NWA, you know, they'd switched the champion. Got it off that old school teacher, Tim Storm, and put it on Nick Aldis, which is a young, hot talent, which I thought was going to end up going to WWE. But, you know, now he's the NWA champion. But uh, I don't know, man. I feel like it could be money. And it like if if Cody has no interest in legit going back to WWE and, you know, obviously this shit's all predetermined. So, I mean, if if he's not interested in going back to WWE, I guess it would be smart booking to put the championship on him. Because like how he mentioned in one of the videos, he'll be the first second generation wrestler to win the same champ in the NWA championship, like, you know, father and son. So, I mean, they'll have that story. Cody has his following. He'll be bringing his fan base to give more exposure to the new NWA product. So, I mean, it would be money, and they would have a storyline, and they would have a hot champion under under new rebrand of the show. And that wouldn't take nothing. That's not to take anything away from all this, because obviously the little bit of exposure that NWA's been having this past year, most of it's thanks to him, you know. So I, I can kind of see it, but then once again, it's like it all depends what this pact that they made with each other. Like if they're going to make a move somewhere, I don't see it happening. Because their their contracts are coming up before the end of the year, so that's just my take from it. But how how do you feel about it though? I want him to take that championship ball, buddy, just to obviously have that second generation champion. Yeah, that'd be uh, dope. And it just makes sense. I just don't think Cody's ever going back to the WWE. He has no reason. 
Yeah, I really, I really think he has a bad taste in his mouth. But at some point, like I said, at some point, if if the stars align, you got to do not just what's right because you know it's going to be financially right for you. So that's never the question when it comes to these things. Is am I gonna? Is my family gonna be okay? Like, no, your family's gonna be okay. It's basically what's just doing right for your fans. That's one thing that I, I don't know if wrestlers kind of take into consideration if they're just worried about. Well, I can do this, that, and the third, or my schedule's not like that. But it's like, okay, bro, but like, what about your fans that do watch you on the indies, that do go to these shows and these bingo halls, and that have been following you for how long? All the way up to the fans that may have just uh, started getting on you recently. Like, what if they want to see you have some matchups in WWE? What if they just want to see you in WWE because it's the big thing? Not even the shame uh, impact or a ring of honor or a new Japan, not even the haters throw any like type of, you know, negative shit their way. But what if they just want to see you in WWE? That's what I'm saying. Like you kind of got to do it for your fans. You've made yourself reinvented yourself. Like I said earlier in this podcast, I feel like it, you should do it unless you're going to do something special with NWA Cody. Like unless he's going to do something special and I feel they could, I really think that that would be a good departure route for him okay bullet clubs going their way the new fully reinvented established cody Rhodes gonna start his own legacy in nwa the same company his father wrestled for and that's money that will make itself right there so it's it's either way either you can do good by your fans and join the guys when they eventually come to wwe or go do something try to go do something special without them and that's going to be, in my opinion, a hell of a challenge for Cody, trying to do something without Bullet Club being associated with it. Because that that's the one thing that makes me kind of worry about Cody is, yeah, you've gotten over, you've gotten all these fans and, you know, you know, sold out all in, but would Cody Rhodes be able to make an event like all in if Bullet Club wasn't attached to it? And I don't want to even, I don't mean to sound even rude about it, but, like, that's what makes me worry about it, so... I don't know. I don't want to say necessarily that your career needs Bullet Club, but if that's where it's going to go, why not ride that wave and momentum that you guys have been on recently? Because it might be a bumpy road without them, regardless of where you go. Whether you stay in New Japan, Ring of Honor, or, you know, do the NWA thing, it's going to be a bumpy road without them, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm just excited for tomorrow. Get to see this all in. Yeah, good tomorrow night. should be a really, really special night just in general as wrestling fans. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have that coverage for you guys sometime next week, if not the usual day Friday. But we will definitely be having that full coverage for you guys. And it's looking like we're getting to the end of this episode. I mean, do you have anything that you want to touch on? Or? Uh, I feel like we touch on everything. For sure, for sure. Well, yeah, it looks like that's going to do it all for, you know, all for us this week. Uh, we'll end up hollering at y'all. All right, guys. Thank <laughs> you.